Welcome to Death Becomes Her, the mini-cast where we spend five to ten minutes discussing death, dying, and grief from a variety of angles. I'm your host, Lyella Kelly. The year is 1774, and you live in Paris. Specifically, you live on Rue d'Enfer or Cheryl. You've just come from the market, and as you turn the corner and spy your home, you feel a rumble beneath your feet. It stops you in your tracks. You feel it again, and suddenly, in the blink of an eye, your home, as well as the homes of your neighbors and some of your actual neighbors, are completely swallowed by the earth. A 300-meter section of buildings, street, and people have disappeared, just like that. Interestingly, this isn't an isolated event. Little sections of Paris have been succumbing to this phenomenon. But why? A little geology lesson will explain. In the very distant past, the area that would one day become Paris was covered by a tropical sea. At the bottom of that sea, several layers of sediment and mud accumulated, eventually creating a rich bed of natural resources. These resources began to be tapped by the ancient Romans in 60 BCE and continued to be used through the centuries to build massive projects like Notre Dame and the Louvre. In time, the mining and quarry operation led to some 180 miles of connected tunnels, passages, and caverns beneath the city. Back to the 1770s. Those quarries are now creating a problem. Some areas of the quarries were eroding and destabilizing. Cracks were developing in the ceilings and weaknesses were causing disastrous cave-ins throughout the city, swallowing buildings and their inhabitants. In 1776, King Louis XVI, side note, this is the Louis who was married to Marie Antoinette and who would die at the age of 38 by losing his head to the guillotine, this Louis declared that the quarries must be closed. And they were. Engineers went to work reinforcing the quarries, saving Paris from further structural collapse. Yay! Paris is saved. At least from that calamity. By the 1780s, Paris had been a bustling city for centuries. Millions had lived, died, and been buried in Paris. And now they had an overpopulation problem. Overpopulation of the dead. They were running out of space to bury bodies. One cemetery in particular was very popular and very problematic. Cimetière des saint Innocents had been in use for centuries. It was the go-to burial site for victims of 1348's Black Plague and for the countless unclaimed that had met misadventure on the streets of Paris. They were all buried in mass graves. And I mean mass graves. 1,500 people were buried in a grave pit before the next pit would be opened. King Louis was getting complaints left and right. Businesses in the area surrounding the cemetery were reporting difficulty doing business because of the unsanitary conditions and the smell of decomposing bodies. He made two edicts to move the cemeteries out of the city, but those edicts were resisted by the church because they were making money from the burials. The church won the battle and nothing changed. Corpses continued to be buried improperly. At times, the rotting bodies would become uncovered and exposed. 
A heavy rainstorm in the spring of 1780 caused a cellar wall in a home adjacent to the cemetery to give way. Partially decomposed bodies tumbled into the family's cellar. That was the last straw. Another edict was issued on September 4, 1780, forbidding the burial of corpses in all city cemeteries. That was a step in the right direction, but what of the cemeteries like Léonson that were far beyond capacity already? The new edict didn't change the fact that the stench of decomposing flesh hung in the streets. People were falling prey to cholera, partly due to the unsanitary conditions. Reports say that the air was becoming so putrid that it could cause fresh meat to rot or milk to spoil. Even the famed French perfumeries were complaining because no amount of fragrance could cover the smell of decay. Something had to be done. A charnel house had been built along the cemetery walls to relieve the odor of overcrowding, but clearly it wasn't enough. So, back to those recently reinforced quarries. Hmm, miles and miles of underground space. Voila! Paris at last had a solution to its macabre overpopulation problem. They would systematically empty the cemeteries and create an empire of the dead beneath the streets of Paris. In 1786, bodies began to be exhumed and moved to the quarries, or as we know them, the catacombs. Naturally, not all the bodies had completely decomposed into bare, fleshless skeletons. When a partially decomposed body was exhumed, the fat that remained from the corpse was collected and turned into candles or soap. Ah, those resourceful Parisians. The Paris catacombs had become the final resting place for over six million Parisians. Again, ever resourceful, the catacombs are also among the top tourist attractions in Paris. My family and I had the opportunity to tour them a few years back. They were fascinating. In my opinion, they are definitely worth a visit. I want to take just a minute to bring this up to our day. What can we learn from all this? The Parisians were resourceful. They took advantage of environments that already existed, and in the process, they preserved historical and geological elements of their city. Those same principles are at play, though applied in a different setting today, in conservation burial. Perhaps you're already familiar with conservation. In general, conservation projects are designed to protect and restore ecological systems. Conservation burial takes it a step further. The land is protected, restored, and sustainable management practices are employed. Plus, it incorporates natural burial, thus creating social and ecological spaces that benefit and enhance communities. As you can imagine, the natural landscapes of conservation cemeteries are beautiful, and they offer an opportunity to connect grieving people with nature. The environment benefits, and we benefit. It's a win-win. And no, it's not the Paris catacombs, but it is a resourceful way to take advantage of and enhance the spaces that we already have available. You can learn more about Conservation Burial by visiting conservationburialalliance.org. You will also find a video on that site that showcases several conservation burial cemeteries. Check it out. 
Thank you for listening to the Death Becomes Her minicast. Connect with me, Lyella Kelly, at www.leavingwellmt.com. Special thanks to Roman Belove for our intro and outro music. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, talking about death won't kill you. I promise.